0: FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to Financial Survival Network.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about
1: what's next. All right, everybody. Welcome. And you are listening to and perhaps even watching the Financial Survival Network. And I'm Carrie Lutz. And. Well, today is August 16th, 2020. I'm doing this video because frankly, I started taking hydroxychloroquine along with uh, 30 milligrams daily of zinc. Started that over a week ago, uh, right around a week ago. The regimen required five days taking one 200 milligram tablet of hydroxy again taking zinc daily with or without for five days and then um, taking one 200 milligram hydroxychloroquine tablet weekly until i decide to stop or i consult with a doctor and we decide to stop why did i do it that's the question and hopefully that's uh, what we're going to address here look i'm healthy let me give you a little bit of my medical history i'm not going to go into the whole thing it's none of your business frankly but i want you to understand my thought process in doing this uh, people have told me i'm crazy i'm nuts i'm out of my mind i'd like to know your opinion why don't you email me kl at com, and let me know your thoughts so i'm 63 years old slightly hypertensive meaning high blood pressure, blood sugar, pre-diabetic, but otherwise in excellent health. Uh, Knock on wood, have not had any major health episodes in my life yet, and hopefully never will. But look, I'm on the edge, because 65 is kind of where the issues start to come in with COVID-19. And between 60 and 65, you're kind of in that gray area susceptible to some extent. I've got these comorbidities, but they are controlled. My blood sugar is controlled. I exercise regularly and taking a blood pressure medication and walk a lot. So my blood pressure basically under control. But you have to figure this. I'm in Florida. Doesn't really matter where I would be. Wherever you might be, you're almost certainly getting exposed to the virus. And I'm not so concerned. I I think if I did get COVID 19, I probably would survive it, but I can't be sure. And that's why I started taking hydroxychloroquine.
0: FSN Radio, it's all about what's next.
2: Silver One Resources is an exploration and development company backed by strategic investors Eric Sprott and SSR Mining. At Silver One's Candelaria Mine project in Nevada, there is already a historic resource estimated at 127 million ounces of silver, which Silver One is developing and advancing. The company's Phoenix Silver project, located within the Arizona Silver Belt, is an early stage exploration project on which native silver vein fragments have been discovered near surface. One grab sample assayed An astounding 14,688 ounces per ton. Yes, that's right. Ounces, not grams. Silver One has tremendous exploration potential, is extremely leveraged to the price of silver, and is cashed up and poised to increase shareholder value. Silver One trades in New York under the ticker SLVRF and in Toronto under the ticker SVE. To learn more, go to silverone.com. That's silverone.com.
0: The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next.
1: All right, so why I started taking hydroxychloroquine and I'm also taking zinc. Like I said, I'm not taking Zithromax because there's just no reason to. I don't have any infections. My health has been perfect. I know I've been exposed to multiple people. That's another reason why I took it. Let's go down the list here. We've got a guy from the Henry Ford Health System in Michigan, in Detroit. Treatment with hydroxychloroquine cut the death rate significantly in COVID-19 patients. Right. This is as of July 2nd. And they were giving it to patients within 28 to 48 hours of their treatment. Um not sure, I think it was at all stages of the disease, whether they were in the hospital or not, and they found dramatic decreases in the death rate, right? That highly uh, reputable medical system, and these were clinics that's taking place, outpatient clinics, hospitals, um, all all levels here. So we know that for sure. And you could take issue with the study. But like I say, they're pretty reputable. Then we go to pretty much uh, hydroxychloroquine being discarded prematurely, say scientists. And there's a Oxford University led trial which is aiming to enroll 40,000 frontline workers around the world, investigators hope that the large double-blind randomized study will show if early use of the treatment prevents the virus from getting worse. We now know that it doesn't work usually in treatment of hospitalized patients. Professor Nick White said one of the study's investigators, but it's still a medicine that may prove beneficial in preventing COVID 19. And it's, you that's, know, that's what I'm looking at. So we have here in the uh, Journal of Virology, I think it is, um, 2005. And Dr. Fauci knew all about this. Chloroquine is a potent inhibitor of SARS coronavirus infection and spread. So SARS, this is SARS. COVID-1, all right, uh, SARS-1 rather, and sudden acute respiratory syndrome. And what they did here, this was in vitro. And what they found is chloroquine has strong antiviral effects. These inhibitory effects are observed when the cells are treated with the drug either before or after exposure to the virus, suggesting both prophylactic and therapeutic advantage. And Fauci knew all about this study. I think he was involved in it and nobody's talking about it now. So altogether, as of two weeks ago, there were 51 positive studies on hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. And you got to understand their derivatives, synthetic derivatives of quinine, which came from the bark of a tree. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, for the, look, here's one. For the 62 COVID-19 patients, 46.8%, 29 of 62 were male, 33 of 62 female, mean age 47, 44.7. No difference in the age and sex. All right. And what do we find here? That, uh, but for the TTCR, the body temperature recovered and cough remission time was significantly shortened in the HCQ group. Besides, a larger proportion of patients had improved pneumonia in the HCQ group compared with the control group, all right? And this wasn't really a good study because they weren't necessarily giving it to the right people. But, you know, we all have to make our own judgments here. And by the way, I'm not a doctor not espousing the use of this, I am just telling you why I'm taking it, right? You do what you want, talk to your doctor. I talked to mine and we agreed upon this. You know, whatever you wanna do, fine. If you can't get hydroxychloroquine, uh, there are ways of getting it, but you have to be the judge. So look at this chart here. U.S. has almost 30 times more COVID-19 deaths per population than third world countries that promoted early HCQ use. And you see Cuba here has one of the lowest death rates. They could be lying, they're like China. Greece, extremely low. The Ukraine, low. Morocco, some of these are more advanced like Greece and Ukraine than Morocco and Cuba. Indonesia, you don't know. Algeria, don't know. But Turkey, you do know. Russia also lower. And then you get like into the US and, you know, widespread early HCQ use, 2 billion people, average 143 deaths per million. And that's 79.1% lower. And we have another chart here. So early HCQ use Cuba, Malaysia, Greece, Morocco, Ukraine, Indonesia, India, Turkey. So understand that their reporting systems probably aren't as good as the United States, but there's a trend here, and hopefully you can see it. So the countries that pushed HCQ use early have had the most success in containing and treating the disease, the lowest, lowest mortality rate. So here's my question to you. Would you buy a used car from Mr. Dr. Fauci? And my answer to that is no, I wouldn't buy a mask. I wouldn't buy an N95 mask from him. I wouldn't buy a makeshift mask from him. I'm not buying what Fauci's saying. Look, I'm not gonna impugn his integrity. He's done all he can on his own to do that. All I'm gonna say is one minute masks are no good. The next minute, everybody should wear a mask. One minute schools shouldn't be closed, the next minute they should. And he's in bed with the World Health Organization you make your own decisions about Mr. Dr. Fauci. I've made mine already. And Mr. Doctor, those are the uh, letters MD. All right, so Turkey's uh, use of HCQ, early, saved lives. The US has 488 COVID deaths per 1 million population. Turkey has 69 COVID deaths per 1 million. Again, we it's a third world country, but it's more advanced than you might think. Yale University professor David Katz says studies, even if imperfect, suggests HCQ works in combination with zinc and azrithromycin okay the guy is not a schlep here he's a yale university professor now i will uh, impugn the ivy league schools as much as possible but when it comes to their medical schools until recently they have uh, had a pretty exemplary record and i believe that uh, they are spot on another guy the key to defeating covid19 already exists need to start using it opinion piece by Harvey A. Rich, MD, PhD. He's not just a doctor, a Mr. Doctor. He's also done his postgraduate, probably in epidemiology. He's professor of epidemiology at the Yale School of Public Health. And this guy has been lambasted. Even Mr. Dr. Fauci has impugned his integrity. The guy has over 7,000 peer-reviewed papers. He is a superstar of public health and epidemiology. He's saying, he's checked every study, he's convinced it's effective. So like I said, I told you my decision, mild high blood pressure, mild pre-diabetic, no history of heart disease, decades of use of HCQ with very few side effects. First five days I'm taking it, I'm watching for arrhythmias and anything else that could happen. It's the eighth most prescribed drug in the United States and very few side effects until they came up with the idea that, gee, this might uh, actually treat COVID-19. Had several possible instances of COVID-19 exposure. So assessment of risks, do nothing or do something. 51 studies as of a couple of weeks ago, and there's more coming out daily that cite its effectiveness. The fact that thousands of healthcare professionals around the world, are taking it prophylactically. The fact that the frontline doctors are in favor, they've been censored, pulled down. Why are they being censored? Dozens of discussions with healthcare associates on my show, Financial Survival Network, and just in my daily travels. So that's it for there. So I think you get the point here. And, you know, looking at my alternatives, I could do nothing and I'd probably be fine. But I'd probably have, I don't know, my chances of getting it probably 10, 15%, although I haven't gotten it yet, knock on wood. And then if I did get it, probably have a 1% chance of dying from it. So I said, why not? I'm going to get it. I got it, It cost me a total of 40 bucks, probably on the high side. A lot of pharmacies you can't get it at in Florida, had to get it from one in Tampa. And like I said, zero side effects. The zinc could affect your stomach, but not worried about it. So those frontline doctors that came to D.C., they summoned the president, they summoned the Congress, the FDA, and the CDC, and they were just laughed off by the mainstream media and the, the powers that be. Let's face it. And all of this has to do the way they have been, it has been belittled, HCQ, by the press, by social media. This goes back to a documentary that was just released a couple of days ago called Shadowgate. And if you look at how the the system in place marginalizes and effectively crowdsources ridicule and diminution of items that don't fit the, the narrative, it makes total sense because they've got people totally scared of COVID. Initially, I thought, well, once the places open up, everything will be fine. But what I see here, especially in Florida, is they've got people so scared of getting COVID that they don't even go out to restaurants. They don't go to stores. And they've done such a fine job of frightening everyone that maybe perhaps they don't want a widespread cure, preventative measure, that you can see 79 people per thousand in Turkey 488 people per thousand here in really, in Turkey, it's like no risk of it. And I got to believe even in the third world countries, they are doing a pretty decent job of keeping statistics for this. But obviously we haven't done that great a job either. We got people being shot, people dying of Parkinson's disease, people, uh, all sorts of different uh, causes of death but they're dying of covid as far as the statistics are concerned there's a thing we call called a direct death resulting from covid then there's a covid related death which means you had a bunch of other stuff going on any of which could have killed you but you also had covid that's treated as a covid death in the united states in all likelihood our incidence of death is way 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 below they're saying here and these reasons, I'm taking hydroxychloroquine. You might think I'm crazy, but my feeling is life is a numbers game, right? And if this gives me a 10% better chance at an outcome for such a low cost and very low risk, that's what I'm going to do. Again, not a doctor, not a biologist, not a chemist, not a scientist, not a virologist, but somebody who's read the literature, who has worked on the numbers and believes that in my situation it makes the most sense. Not telling you to go do it. I'm just telling you, sharing with you my experiences having done it, which nothing negative except my stomach perhaps being a little upset by the zinc. Should probably be taking more zinc than I was taking anyways. So now I'm taking enough zinc, and uh, zinc is very important. One thing I've learned from my studies, zinc is super important for the immune system. Zinc, vitamin D3, which I've been taking for over eight years now, just had my blood test done. My vitamin D rate was at 0.44, which is way above the minimum level, no deficiency there. So hey, we owe it to ourselves to make assessments of risks. We do that every day. You know, when you come to the uh, corner of your street and look around and decide whether or not to pull out your car, because it's safe or not, you've made a risk assessment. When you decide, I'm gonna buy this stock, not that stock, made a risk assessment. You know, like all of these things, your diet, you're making a risk assessment. So I made my risk assessment, you make yours. I'd love to hear from you though. Why don't you send me an email, kl at carrylutz.com, or just leave comments on whatever platform you are. Please, please, please like, share, subscribe, and tell me what your thoughts are. And tell me if you've been influenced in a way that you think Shadowgate might be having an effect on your thoughts, on your beliefs. I can tell you before. Uh, before I started doing this show, whatever they were doing, I bought the propaganda. I was a big supporter of a number of military engagements that I would never support now. So that is it for now. Go to our site, financial survival network.com. Uh, sign up for a free newsletter. I've been kind of preoccupied. We're updating the site now. As we speak, we'll have a new, more mobile friendly interface up there for you. Uh, You know, the Twitter feeds at Carrie Lutz, Facebook page, Financial Survival Network. Share your views with me, share them, comment liberally. Let's keep it respectable, but I know it's YouTube, so nobody really cares. But if you get super offensive, I will knock them out, but I've maybe done that 10 times in the past 10 years. Try to avoid that. So no trolls, please, but I expect you and I enjoy trolls. That's it for now. This has been another episode of the Financial Survival Network. Now more than ever, it's all about what's next. I'm Carrie Lutz signing off.
0: FSN radio It's all about next go to financialsurvivalnetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter you'll also get three free reports the financial survival network it's all about what's next